50 States of Terror may include content unsuitable for young audiences. Listen to discretion is advised. Content warnings will be included in the show notes. Hello, world, and welcome back to another great episode of 50 States of Terror. I am your host, like always, Anthony Diaz. I am the cryptid keeper, as I have been recently uh, been described as on a different podcast, who I uh, am a guest on sometimes called the Recycled Corn Podcast. I have been bestowed a title of the cryptid keeper. <laughs> and I and I like it. I dig it. So yes, my name is Anthony Diaz, and uh, and for those just coming in and listening to me for the first time, listen to the show for the first time, welcome. Uh, for those who have been listening for a while, welcome back. And I'd like to thank all of the patrons who continue to support the show. Without you, uh, I am not able to afford. Uh, all the programs and software that I use to create these shows. And, um, and I do appreciate it. And if you are one of those who are on the fence about supporting the show through Patreon, um, you know, a, a dollar can go a long way. Uh, and I would just greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it takes, it, it does take, you know, a little bit of money to get the show running and everything. Um, I would just love, love it. And I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> this is me on my knees, uh, praying and uh, groveling at your feet. You're like, please support the show. Please give me a dollar. <laughs> I am, I am not below of a little bit of, of pleading for, for, for help every, every now and again. And to support the show, you can go on, uh, patreon.com, uh, forward slash 50 states of terror. And there are a couple of tiers you can choose from. And, and yeah. And I, I have mentioned before that I, I do intend to change the tiers up a little bit. Um, I am planning on doing that uh, tonight, actually. Uh, nothing's going to change for anybody who has been um, supporting the show for a while. It's just the, the internal uh, content. Uh, because I do plan on getting merch out eventually. Uh, I just don't know how to do that yet. And I want to make sure that, that the stuff that is going out is is uh, at the highest quality that we can that we can provide, you know, and and not trying to, to break the bank uh, while doing it, you know. Um, but yeah, um, so this episode, this is our first of many um, international episodes that I plan on doing. We already went to Puerto Rico where we. Uh, did the chupacabra and uh, get ready to get your passport stamped and we're going to head to American Samoa hell yeah buckle up here we go now American Samoa has an immense amount of history I cannot begin to go into great detail about the history of American Samoa or the Samoans in general it is a gorgeous place as well. I was looking at pictures. I personally have never been there. Um, on a map, if you imagine Australia, New Zealand, and then off to the right are the Samoan Islands. Um, 
between the time zone or the time difference or the parallel, uh, there is the western part, which is uh, Samoa, and then there is the eastern part, which is now uh, the American Samoa. And it was uh, a U.S. territory, you know, back in, I think, uh, in the 1830s. And we'll get to that in, in a minute. Uh, but before I begin, I just want to say like how incredible the American Samoan Islands is. It's gorgeous. And I deeply want to go visit one of these days. Um, it is just spectacular to to see the pictures and the videos I did for the research I've done. Uh, but yeah, um, an immense amount of history, and and it's extremely interesting how the history of the Samoan Islands and how war shaped its culture, and also how Western influence has also shaped its war culture. And I'll explain in a minute what I mean by that. Uh, but the Americans had had a strong interest in Eastern Samoa for its harbor, actually. Uh, U.S. transport companies and land development interests were already established within Western Samoa from the early 1830s. So, you know, the Americans had a great investment in, in the eastern part of that. But while doing my research, what I found was something that we aren't taught in grade school. Beside the fact that we rarely even talk about the American territories, because there are a number of them, but a lot of times information is skipped and for the wrong reasons. Because what I found out about the American Samoa uh, territory was how um, forgotten it pretty much is. So let's just begin with the size. So there are 4 million residents in the U.S. territories. Okay. And American Samoa makes up a, a, a small percentage of, of that. Now, the original settlers of American Samoa are from three up towards 3,000 years ago. So there's plenty and plenty and plenty of history there, like I said before. Now, this is where it gets, like, depressing. <laughs> so the U.S. territories have been uh, suffering under the U.S. Supreme Court ruling Downs versus Beidle, 132 U.S. 244, which was written in 1901. And what it does is it makes voting rights difficult for residents of these U.S. territories. And mainly because of the wording it's used. Because it describes the ability of these, quote unquote, alien races differing from us being able to comprehend modes of thought like voting, end quote. It basically just says that these people who are not who are not. European Americans don't have the mental capacity to understand how voting works. So therefore don't have a voice when the U S has elections and it's heartbreaking because here's the, here's the reality of it. I personally did not know that. I just assumed that most American citizens who were who are residing in territories can have a uh, can have voting rights have voting power and naive me i i did not know that these us territory did not have the ability to vote in our elections and that and and that that made me furious 
places like Guam, American Samoa, these places do not have access or do not have the ability to vote in our elections. Now, before you know, you go into well, that's because of this, this, and this, or or because there's no uh, bipartisan representation over there. It, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? It does not matter. The fact that they are U.S. territory, and the fact that they don't have any voting power and voting rights is is beyond me. And that's um, and that and for somebody for somebody who takes voting seriously, it is a it is a stain that needs to be fixed. And doing research, I know that that they have been trying to take <clears throat> steps to fix this. But the problem is like it's it's no one's listening and no and no um, progress has been made. And it's sad. And it gets even worse. You see, American Samoans are not even citizens. They're nationals. So what does a national mean? Nationals are entitled to all of the legal protection a U.S. citizen would have, but do not have the complete political right of a U.S. citizen. And let's go into, into the culture of American Samoa. Did you know that American Samoa is one of the largest U.S. military recruiting sites, if not the largest? Therefore, American Samoa has a lot of U.S. military veterans living there. Which makes the fact that they're nationals even more frustrating. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so let's stem away from the structure that, that is American Samoa. And let's go into the culture. And let's go what we came here for. Let's go for the cryptids. But before I go into the cryptids, I want to start by describing something that I saw that was fascinating. And that is the manania. The mania is usually seen as the head of a bird, the tail of a fish, and the body of a man. Though sometimes it's depicted as a bird, serpent, and man. And the manania is traditionally seen as the messenger between our world and the spirit world. It is also used as a symbol against evil. The figure is used in a wide range of artistic designs, and, and uh, they're on doors and windows within architecture. And it also appears in ceremonial weapons. And the manaia designs vary, but are often depicted in threes to indicate the trinity of birth, life, and death. And sometimes a fourth element is depicted to represent the afterlife. And when I read that, it was extremely fascinating. I wanted to put this in there because it ties, it, it kind of ties into the belief and the, um, the experiences that people around American Samoa have seen as far as cryptids. And what they are, are sea serpents. So from 1889 to as recent as 2007, there has been a number of different sightings in the ocean around American Samoa. And it makes sense because, you know, it's an island in the middle of this gigantic body of water. And what they saw represents a, what I believe to be 
a plausible existence of either a mesosaur or a plesiosaur. Now, if you don't know what that is, think Loch Ness Monster. It is a large aquatic creature, long, uh, skinny neck, um, large body, um, and it has four fins on its side to propel it forward or backward or what have you. And the majority of the sightings come from fishermen or, you know, sometimes, well, there's, there were, there was one that came from a, uh, um, a personnel, uh, boat that was just joyriding in the ocean and, and said that they saw a, a large creature that resembled a, a mosasaur, um, on the, in the water. But for the most part, everything that was, has been described that, that any research I can find on any cryptid within um, the American Samoa islands were plesiosaurs. Now this got me thinking. So I am, I, 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 and I, and I truly do believe this. I am a believer that there are many things on deep down the ocean that we just do not know. And that's a fact because it's, the pressure down there is, is, is too, is too high for us to even go down long enough to explore. Do I believe that there are prehistoric or cousins of prehistoric creatures that may exist down at the deepest levels of our ocean floor or around areas that are not normally explored for research? And, and my, and my answer is yes. I, I truly in my heart believe that there are things that are either creatures that are coming back from existence through evolution or cousins of prehistoric animals or a mixture of both. And I do believe that there are things out there that you just don't see because you're not looking at the ocean 24 seven. You're not staring at one part of the ocean and, and saying, well, okay, I didn't see anything over there, but that doesn't mean that, you know, to my right or to my left, that there are not a large, <laughs> large oceanic creature just plopping their head up and down. Like, hey, look, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, 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 no, it's, it's unfathomable to, to believe that, you know, you can just stare at one part and be like, all right, I didn't see anything. So there's nothing there. So I believe that the sightings that occurred from the years 1889 and as recent as 2007 have either been a, well, let's, let's go into what they, what they could be as well. They could be a species of whale that the observer just didn't know existed. Is that possible? Of course it is. Could it be some weird reflection of the sun in a school of fish that resembles some type of monster in the water? Of course. Sure. Why not? But to have the same exact description on the same exact creature from different people from different times and the way that they describe it coming out of the water the same exact way, in my opinion, is it plausible that a creature that resembles a plesiosaur is roaming those deep waters in American Samoa? I say yes. But that's just me. But that's just me.
thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for coming on with this journey of mine. Uh, this is going to be a, a short-ish episode. Um, I do plan on having a another episode very, 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 very shortly to finish out the month of March. And I hope you enjoy that one. But if you would be so kind, please follow me on Facebook at 50 States of Terror. Instagram's the same. You can find the show on TikTok at 50 SOT Podcast. You can find the show on Twitter, 50 States Terror, without the of, because of the character limitations. And uh, personally, you can find uh, me, the host, Anthony Diaz. You can find me on TikTok as well at Corporal Ziggy USMC. That is uh, on other socials also on Instagram uh, and on Facebook. Uh, you can find my writing at uh, vocal.media and forward slash Anthony Diaz <clears throat> if you want to read some uh, some short stories of mine. Uh, you're more than well, well more than welcome to. I do appreciate it. Uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for being on this ride, on this journey. Um, <clears throat> thank you for all the followers. Um, I just now have uh, over 200 followers on TikTok. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I uh, I'm greatly appreciative of people out there who are are genuinely interested in in what you know i have i have to say and sometimes it's, it's not very smart but but uh, there are people out there who are like oh hey look listen to this guy um again thank you so much uh until next time later y'all